We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jimmy, and, uh, and he's Dan. Um, Dan is upset, as you can tell. Um, well, well, I guess that animal noise is what I'm playing. Yeah, I mean it's understandable. <laughs> this is not a this is this is not a victory pod. Um, what this is this I'm is about, a I got sad so many curse words. Because <laughs> well, you have the explicit tag now, so it's uh, yeah, it's allowed. Um, Fuck. But <laughs> we're getting right off to it. Um, but yeah, welcome to No Other Pod. Welcome. Um, we are back for another week, uh, and uh, we're going to talk all about what the hell happened against Atlanta. What the hell is going on with this team? Um, is everybody dying? Were they Thanos snapped away? Is that why we're getting all these injuries? Who knows? Oh, shit, that's topical. Um, yeah, see, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm hip with the culture. Yeah. In with, down with the kids. Um. Well, you know, we know why you're here, because we're not we're not going to bullshit you. All right. This is a podcast for fans, by fans, and uh, we're not going to sit here and sugarcoat things. We all got knee jerk reactions. Some of them are not as heavy as some of y'all have put online. I see a lot of y'all out there. You know who you are. Oh, man. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you in the shirt. (laughs) If you uh, if you read the Reddit, there are some uh, some spicy takes. Spicy, huh? You read it. Oh, yeah. Muy caliente. I saw one that basically was like, I'm not saying that Peter Vermees needs to go. I'm just saying something has to change. And I was like, calm down. Peter Vermees. Blocked. Totally blocked. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, but hey, we'll we'll, we'll we'll get get into all that. So, hey, Jinx. Um, Jinxing. (laughs) We, uh, I don't think we got any new reviews this week. Uh, Nah, man. We got nothing new. What's going on? But uh, we did meet Austin and the North Carolina crew. We did. So, for Austin uh, and uh, and Aaron and uh, fourteen other guys. <laughs> they all you got you got a piled convoy a, man, a clown car, and drove across the country, and they just kept popping out. Yes, so. they were in a windowless. <laughs> they were in a windowless van, handing out candy to everyone along the way, unmarked. The license plate was scratched out. It was weird. Um, hey, we're on our way to a game. Want some candy, kids? I, I told Dan not to get in the van with him, but he wouldn't listen. So, dude, they said candy. I absolutely went in there and got some candy. <laughs> they were like, "Yo, we got we got fourteen blow pops," and I was like, "You got blow pops?" <laughs> um, no, they were they were all 
poor, poor. I, I don't even know how this this happened. They were all very nice people. Um, <laughs> oh, they were they were so cool. Um, cool. Cool story. Like they, none of them are from Kansas City. They're from North no. Carolina. Needed How's to pick an MLS happen? team to follow. Like you're in North Carolina. Yeah, you got to pick a team, and and you just choose the one not geographically closest to you, which is just kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, hey, they made a good choice, and they come out. Uh, I think it was Aaron said it was his first trip out to Children's Mercy Park, but some of the other guys had made like five, six trips. They come out every year. Well, they're so. gonna have to not come back because they did something <laughs> and they, they fucked us Specific, up. No, specifically Aaron. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, they need to come back and see a better game. That's for sure. That sucks to drive God knows how many miles that is and and see what we saw on Sunday night. So. Yeah, but hey, man. I mean, you you know, we were hanging out on on Monday for a little bit, and you mentioned bit. to me that the atmosphere was strong. The game sucked, but the atmosphere, the fans, they were they they showed up. And dude, it was fun. Like when you hit the Toyota Plaza. I don't know if y'all ever go out there. There's some weird shit going on there, guys. I high fived the Chick Fil A <laughs> cow. I was like, what the? What are you? What are you doing? They're like, spin the wheel for a chicken sandwich. I'm like, oh my god! If I still ate meat, I would come back with 19 disguises and win <laughs> that game. But they're playing 90s music, man. I was kicking at the boys to men out there. They had coffee samples. I was lit off Java, and uh, <laughs> you were wired. It was nuts, man. It was bad. Um, but then, uh, no, Austin uh, from the North Carolina crew. He said, uh, "Here's a little segment you could do on the pod." Not much more, not really a segment, but something just to mention. He said he was talking to an Atlanta United fan out in the parking lot, I think. And, uh, you know, they they were like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, at least we're not, you know, at least we're on an annoying fan base, you know, like some of those other teams. <laughs> to which I'm like, I, I really hope he was joking and kind of, I hope he was trolling himself. Oh, but I don't think he was. They're the most I, lack of self-awareness yeah, and Austin's like, I mean, maybe they haven't evolved. I mean, I don't know. They've only been in the league, uh, you know, two and a half years. Maybe they just don't know self awareness yet. They have to yeah. learn that. Yeah, but I, I, I really hope he was trolling himself because that's kind of funny, really. But I don't think he was. <laughs> there, look, there are some. There, it's not a lot of them, but there are some Atlanta fans who are self aware to an extent, and and they'll play into the stereotype. But you know what? If you play into it, but you know you're doing it, and you're just playing a character, it's one thing. There are a lot of them who are just, they have no idea that they are the way they are. And they don't know why people hate them. So it's uh, it's odd. But, it's very odd. But dude, it, it could not have been a, a better like retro night. I mean, it was it was pretty cool. I don't know what they were doing with the, with the music votes before the game. They just kept playing Third Eye Blind over and over. <laughs> they were like, vote with your pager and your cell and your uh, payphone. And I'm like, ah, that's funny. So you're really not voting at all. You're just going to continue to play Third Eye Blind. And I was pissed. I was like, okay, who, who's not who's not voting for Baby Got Back? Yeah. Pe- come on. That's the song of the times, man. That People would have gotten nuts. Yeah. Put us on the cam. I needed a little more in sync in my life. I'm just saying. Yes, but, uh, we're Backstreet Boys. I mean, come on. We didn't need Third Eye Blind. That that wasn't my jam. You know, I don't know how many of y'all was 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 out there like stepping back from that ledge my friend <laughs> i don't know if we got jumper we got a uh, semi-charmed life like 27 times but, all the time because um, it's the do 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 that's all it is yeah it's catchy i like it but you know i couldn't you know you know you gotta mix some other stuff in there so yeah hey but uh, you know you're jack you see the starting lineup you're like okay you know the hand we're dealt you know the damn injuries we got rolling 
it's just let's Jesus take the wheel. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It um and you know what? For the thir- first uh 30 minutes or so, it looked like Jesus might have had the wheel. Like I, I mean it, the game kind of we're pushing. Yeah. We we were playing a super high line at times. Like the game started and I was like we have literally every player on the field except Tim Melia on one half of the field and it's not ours. Like Yeah, bro. Our, the last guy back was like Graham Smith and I was like, "No, no. What's what's that about? <laughs> Someone help Graham." <laughs> yeah, I was very worried that it was just going to be one ball over the top uh to Joseph and it was just going to be death. Yep. Um, well, hey, can I say something real quick? Yeah. I'm not upset about Graham Smith's play. That match, no. those goals, not on him, dude. And I know when he played last year or whenever it was, and he kind of had a bad game and Peter kind of blacklisted him. He's like, you'll never see the light of day. And now he's back and he had a really great game. Yeah, he was uh, he was resurrected by, I don't know, the Lord of Light. Game of the Thrones. Lord of Injuries. Um, and he came back, and he, yeah, I agree with you. I think he played well, all things considered. Um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about all the goals here in, uh, you know, as, as we keep <laughs> all going. The goals. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, 3-0 is what, what the scoreline was. And I think if you would have looked at the roster or the lineup for Atlanta before the game and compared it to the roster for Sporting KC before the game, you probably would have guessed to 3 or 4 to nothing. Maybe Sporting KC steals a goal. But... Atlanta was at full strength, and they did not start Brexhe. And as soon as I saw they did not start Brexhe, <laughs> I was like, "Well, shit!" Like, well, damn, that would have been a nice uh, that would have been a nice chance we would have had there. Yeah, I mean, look, I was looking forward to the battle of the left backs, as I was calling it. I wanted Brexhe and Johan to kind of go toe to toe at left back, and uh, we got Michael Parkhurst and Seth Sinovic. So instead, we got the battle of the elderly. Backs. Dude, the only person who got a louder cheer than Seth Sinovic was Johnny Russell yeah. when they introduced the starting lineup. Seth, like Chris and I looked at each other, we were like, oh, damn, Seth, we <laughs> see you. We see you. Yeah, everybody was so excited to have him back. And I, and I wondered in that moment, and I should have asked, oh, he wouldn't have told me anything anyway, because Peter doesn't no. do anything except coach answers. But I wanted to know like, what's going through Peter's mind when he hears 20,000 people erupt for a left back who is good, but not great per se and hasn't played in four games and they just are so happy that it's anybody but johan at left back so yeah that's insane yeah you should have asked him exactly that way you should have asked him that question i'm sure that would have went well and you wouldn't be calling in sick the next morning <laughs> yeah i would uh i, I think I, I i would be blacklisted and i would never be allowed back in children's mercy park had i asked that question um that's true but yeah so i i, I don't know i like i said i thought the first 30-ish minutes went pretty well. You know, we we it was hard to kind of tell what sort of game plan Sporting KC was going to go for, I thought, because at first, Atlanta gets the ball, and Sporting KC are just pressing, and they're, like, really pressing high, and they're trying to force a turnover, and they kind of do. Um, but then... Brad Guzan's pretty good. I, I, I know we don't like him, but he's pretty good back there. He was never really tested on the night that much, though. They had a couple of chances Sporting did, but, I mean, you know, it, it just, it it wasn't, it wasn't like a traditional, like, we had 10 shots total, only three on target. So, we lost possession 45 to 55. Um, you knew that would happen. I mean, we, we knew Atlanta has the majority of possession in all their games. Like it was going to be a possession battle and we did not have it. 
Yeah, and the only shots that were on target, one came from way outside the box, one came from just about the top of the box, and then there was one that was kind of at a tough angle from the right side of the goal. So there wasn't really anything that Guzan really had to do that much. Um except for, you know, when Sporting were doing the high press and you know they they handled with handled it a little bit, Atlanta did. Um mm-hmm. but then it was weird. It kind of shifted. Atlanta kind of took control of the game and Sporting KC kind of sat back into almost more of a bunkering stance than I've ever seen. Have you ever seen Sporting KC sit back in such a um a, a low block near their own goal where they basically were in a 4-5-1 formation and they just had everybody just sitting there trying to close all passing lanes down. It was weird. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And and you could dude, I don't know if sometimes no matter what sport I'm, am I saying words? <laughs> My bad. Uh, so sometimes I'll just watch any sport, dude. Sometimes it's basketball, sometimes it's football. And I'll pick a couple plays to just watch one single player. Just to see him move off the ball or something. See what they're doing. And um, Johnny's a good player to watch. Because he's right on the sideline where I'm standing. Uh, he's always calling for the ball. But you tell, you can tell the the nights he's really hungry. And the nights he's like, I don't want to say not trying hard enough, but you can tell the nights that he's just not on. He's not feeling it. And that loss against Atlanta, he was not the way he was when he was, uh, you know, with that 4-4 draw against New England. No, not at all. And I was ready for Johnny Russell to feast on Breck Shea all night. I was like, please, dear God, I want some one-on-ones with Johnny Russell and Breck Shea. And then they started Michael Parkhurst (laughs) at left back, and he's not traditionally – a fullback he plays more center back but he's not fast but he's he's good i i saw something from frank DeBoer that um because of parker's dominant foot that if johnny tried to cut in uh he he, he's opposite footed from breck shea i think i think parkhurst is is a a right right foot dominant player and so if if uh, johnny tried to cut in like he's known to do it would be easier for parkhurst to step out with his right foot and cut it off yeah so and that's just good coaching, though. I mean, to say say what you want about DeBoer, and they haven't really caught their stride this year, but the dude watches tape, and Johnny Russell has one move. Newsflash, if people know your move, get another move. Get get a different move. You know what I mean? A couple of them. Because people know what you're doing, dude. You're going to go down there, do a little, ah, ah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You're going to try to split the defender. I can't remember the last time you split a defender, bro. It's been months. Yeah, it's... it's- well, maybe last year? I don't know. It's been a little while. Um, I don't. But he was splitting them all over. Like when he first started, people were like, "Oh shit, this guy's real deal." Yeah, I, people just didn't know. And and Johnny didn't have a a reputation when he came over from uh, Darby uh, Darby County as a goal scorer. That's right. Like they knew him as a winger, but the, the sort of the the criticism, if there was one of him, is he's a real high energy guy. But but is he a finisher? Um, and no one, he, he had never really been asked to be a finisher for Derby County. So then when all of a sudden he gets into MLS and he's like, I can split these fools left and right, um, he was yeah. doing it. And and also, think about how many times you'd see Johnny and Roger with one of them coming in on the delayed run into the box and then the other would cut the ball back in. There was like three or four identical goals last year where they just they had such great chemistry. And I, I never thought I'd say that having Roger and Beasler out would make so much of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Roger in particular, I mean, Beasler, he's, he's incredibly important too, 
But the dude, his passing's phenomenal, and his long balls to Johnny were always spot on. Yeah, the dude does the little things where you're like, okay, I appreciate you. That's true. None of our other center backs yet can pass like Beasler. Maybe Graham Smith can develop into that. Maybe Botan Barat can develop into that a little bit. Barat's shown a, a little bit of that, but definitely not what Beasler does. But <clears> man, <throat> without Roger in the midfield as an enforcer, kind of mucking up passing lanes, you know, just being that high energy guy, the midfield is almost non-existent. Like, yeah, man, it's totally agree. Not there. Felipe, it, it ruins the entire chemistry, especially with Ilya being injured. They kind of have to drop Felipe back to that defensive midfield yeah. role. He can't do his thing in the attack. Then you got Johan doing God knows what. And it just is a mess. Did you see that Peter, Peter flat out said, I shouldn't have put Ilya in. Like he's not a hundred percent. I shouldn't have even played him, but I thought we just needed some kind of change, but he wasn't it. Like he's not healthy. I shouldn't have put him in. That's on me. Yeah. That's scary, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's what's so bad about the the amount of injuries that this team has right now is like, there's just aren't enough bodies. We couldn't field a full 18. They had to cancel practice earlier in the week because only six guys were available. That's awful. So like I saw someone on Twitter, um, I, I'm I'm blanking on uh, on who it was that said it. I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, but basically, talking about all the injuries um, that Sporting Casey has this year, he was like, "If if this was a if this was a season in FIFA, I would just restart and like give up because just restart the season." Yeah, because because there's just too many too many people are are injured at M Tom Dem. Um, I think his name's Matt. He was the one who who said that. So credit. That's to him. hilarious. Just, but, um, just hit the restart button. Yeah. yeah, but definitely makes you want to throw your controller a few times. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. It uh, it was a mess. But and you know what? We, I mentioned Johan. Like, what was Johan doing? This first goal. I know people are mad at Tim for sort of bottling the uh, the rebound off of his hands he couldn't gather the ball in um and and he said that he should have gathered it and he probably should have but for me the person most responsible for this goal is is johan because if you watch how this play built up barco gets the ball just near uh, a little bit into the sporting casey half near midfield this is in the 40th minute johan's just kind of slowly jogging tries to slide into the passing lane but does it way too late and when he does it, Barco turns up field and just has nothing but green space because when Johan slid, there was nobody there to recover because he and Felipe were parallel. The center backs were farther back. No one expected Johan to mess that up as bad as he did. Barco then runs 25 yards straight toward goal with nothing in front of him, fires this rocket at Tim Melia, and it was a real hard shot. So I don't blame Tim for not just catching that on the fly. Oh, you're not going to catch that. You're not and catching then, that. No. And so he either has got to try to punch it over the net, which is dangerous because if it deflects wrong, it goes right into the goal, or you try to do what he did. Now you could blame maybe some of the center backs for not trying to get up there on the rebound or, or Mark Joseph a little bit better, but I don't think that one's on Tim. So that, that falls to Johan for me. I don't know about you. No, I, I agree. I didn't see it at the time, but you texted me because you got that bird's eye view up there. So um, it's... It's definitely not on Tim. That's for sure. Yeah. The only other person who you, you might be able to to kind of say, hey, you, you really, really kind of messed up there, are both um, Botan, Graham Smith, and even Zussi, to some extent, just kind of stopped after the shot was fired. And Joseph kept going. And so by the time the ball rebound, 
none of those three defenders were there to sort of challenge Joseph. And it was just up to Tim to try to, you know, clean it up. And obviously you saw what happened there. He kind of ran into Joseph and, you know, turned into a little bit of a mess, but. Right. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I think it was one zero at the half. Um, and, and given how poor the last 15 minutes or so of the first half went, I was kind of thinking, okay, one zero is not the worst thing in the world for halftime. Maybe we can come back and steal a goal. Maybe we can get a draw. I don't know. Um, how, where were you at at halftime? Or were you just kind of like, man, this is, this is about to be terrible. Well, it was, uh, it was one nil at halftime, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. You're feeling good about it. And everyone's, Everyone's real pessimistic, dude. You feel the vibe around you, and I just, I just kept saying, you know, we've witnessed comebacks, man. Even, even when we were down three nothing late in the game, I was like, I never gave up because we've seen this shit happen before. So, a lot of people left early too at the end, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. Um, I, I had faith that we could get one back. You know, I wasn't ready to play for a tie. I knew, I knew they were going to try to do what they could, but this is a group who really hasn't played that much together. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, any hope that I had of maybe coming back was pretty much dashed immediately in the second half. Because in the 47th minute, um, Graham Zussi, try, I think, is trying to clear the ball or pass this a Johan from deep inside our own territory in our own box. And I don't know what happened, but he just totally messes up the pass. Hits it right to Barco. who, And then Barco just fires from distance. Neither Johan nor Felipe closed down and he puts it right into the bottom corner. Again, I'm not sure this one's really on Tim that much. I mean, it's, it's a well-placed shot, but neither, none of the midfielders really crash in. And by the time Tim sees the ball, it's, it's pretty much too late. So super late, man. It's dude, Tim's gotta be so pissed. He's let up, not just him. It's a team game, but the stats go against him. You know what I mean? How many goals are scored against him? Count them up, man. Isn't that, oh my God, 11 goals in the last three games? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's disgusting. Yeah. And then, you know, it didn't stop there. In in the 76th minute, um, Joseph Martinez uh, just kind of dribbled around a few different players. And this is the one where if you were, this was probably Graham Smith's worst play. He tried to step up on Joseph and Joseph just touched it right around him and, and kind of made him look silly and then just fired it right past the net. But again, none of the other defenders step up in a way they should again either. Um, and we know Joseph Martinez has finishing ability and he puts it in the top of the net and that's that, 3-0. 3-0, done deal. The, the dude's good. I mean, I didn't think he'd get any goals because it's it's he hasn't been what he was last year, but uh, the dude's just, he's good. Yeah, so a lot of people are on Tim after this game. Um, a lot of people have been on Tim for a little bit. I know you, we, we've had our discussions about it uh, on this podcast, and there's some criticism that's valid for Tim Melia. I don't think he's as bad as everybody thinks. I saw some people on uh, online are saying things like, Tim Melia has reverted back to MLS pool keeper form, or it's time to put in Zendejas. And I'm like, guys, like you got to relax. This... He's playing behind the back line that's never played together. We got Graham Smith and Abdul Guadabaye and Johan playing on defense. Like, what's he supposed to do? Jesus. I, and I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just overall sad 
about it. Like, I don't know if you look at the power rankings or if you even care about the power rankings, but here's a couple teams that are ahead of us that kind of, that should make you feel pretty bad. Uh, Orlando, San Jose, Montreal, who we spanked, yeah. and Minnesota. So, like, they're all above us in the power rankings while we're sitting at number 17, which I think is the lowest we've been in a very long time. Yeah. It's not great. It's 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 probably the worst run of form I've seen Sporting KC have in the last, you know, four or five years. I know we had an, an August slump, um, or not August slump, like a, a October uh, slump a couple years ago, heading into the playoffs yeah. where it kind of dropped us down to a, to fifth place when we could have maybe had a first round bye for a little bit. That that was bad, but this is right up there, man. Um, well, let me tell you this action. I This is where Optimus Dan kind of comes in, but this is the MLS season, okay? This is how it goes. I had a buddy texting me today about that crazy Liverpool game. I'm sure you all heard or saw about that. It's nuts. Um, and I was like, you know, I really haven't, I haven't catched caught. I haven't really caught much out of uh, outside of MLS, you know. And he's like, "Well, Sporting blows this year." And I'm like, "Nah, I disagree." You know, if this shit's still happening happening in August, then I'll gladly agree with you. But it's a long season. We have nine players injured. It can't get much worse than this. So, not to mention, seven teams in each conference make the playoffs. You don't got to be the best to make a run at the cup. You just got to be seventh best in your conference. Yeah, and with one game playoff uh, series now. I mean, anything can yeah. happen. Look, as as bad as Sporting KC's been, 10 points through nine games, you want to know how many points we are out of a playoff spot? One. Yeah. One point One out point, of a playoff dude. spot. It doesn't you know matter. What? We have a game in hand on the what? San Jose, who has one point ahead of us. So, And we have a game in hand on most of the Western Conference, yeah. really. So it sucks, but man, we're not even a third of the way through the season. Not at all. I mean, we just got to get through this, man. Hope you don't get any more injuries. And we're just lucky we don't have any midweek games right now. Can you imagine? Can you imagine playing tonight after Sunday's travesty? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it would have sucked. Um, <laughs> Allied, we're, we're just about almost a, exactly a third of the way through the season. But hey, that's still early. Look at what, see, I mean, Blue Testament wrote an article about this. They're, they're, the teams are Seattle, different. Seattle, yeah, bro. Look at what Seattle's done each of the past three years. So. Yeah. They they suck in the beginning, then they get hot in the summer and finish strong and go win MLS Cup or or appear in the championship game. We're okay. Um, I I wonder if we'll pick up any kind of summer signing this summer, but uh, I I think we got the we have the talent to get it done. But for a team that really talks about depth and how we're fine, we got guys ready to step up. Well, maybe we're not as deep as we thought we were. But then again. Atlanta, dude, I know they're struggling right now, but they're not any slouches, okay? They're a great team. They have very high-paid players that deserve to earn that money. Yeah, I saw there was somebody on Twitter who was like, because I I think I tweeted out something um, from the pod that was like, this game sucked, but what what can you expect from from this, this roster or this lineup? Like, there's not a whole lot else you can expect, like, I don't think this is their fault per se. I think this is just everybody's injured and there's nothing else that this team can really do. And somebody got really mad at me and they're like, no, Atlanta is bad this year. They're near the bottom of the East. Um, they've, they've been in terrible form and this is a terrible loss at home. And I was like, Atlanta 
is still one of the best teams in the league. They've just gotten off to a little bit of a rough start, and they're going to finish, you know, top three in the East and could still win the East. So, you know, I just wow. Anyway, um, Peter after the game, he said something a little similar. Um, you know, he said the problem I have is I don't have the whole team available. It's not just one guy. When you have a team, um, you know, when you have starters and then you have to supplant all those guys with new players, it's very hard. Um, you know, he goes on to say that a lot of these players are in their first year of their team and, and it's going to take a while for them to get the chemistry. Um, and you know, he, he says he doesn't know how long it'll take, but it's going to take a little bit. So that's a little scary considering the schedule that we got coming up. Um, I mean, what do you, what do you expect from, you know, we got DC and then Vancouver who, you know, isn't that great, but Seattle, Houston, in Houston, who's fantastic. The Galaxy, Toronto. I mean, these are going to be some games. It's not getting any easier from here. We say that every damn week, man. We've we've dropped points against teams that we should have beat. We should have taken advantage of these early points against these not-so-great teams, and now we're, we're going to play a bulk of good opponents. That's terrifying, dude. You got the Galaxy coming on like a Wednesday night. You know that shit? Yeah. You're going to miss that game, huh? No, you'll be here. Uh, I'll be here for the Galaxy. I'm go- I'll, I will be gone out of the country for um, D.C. and uh, and Vancouver. But I'll be back for the Fair Sounders. Enough. That's right, guys. You are going to get a Jimmy-less pod the next couple weeks. Don't you go anywhere. I promise you <laughs> high-quality stuff. But uh, it's going to be a good time. We're going to have some fun. It'll be good. Dan has been uh, trained on the editing and uploading process. Yes, I took many notes. Many, many notes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, It's not even that hard. And I'm like, okay, click, publish, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be good. Um, it'll be a fun couple weeks. I'm excited to, to give it a listen. I'll be a fan for a couple weeks, see what it's like. Until you try to download it on Wednesday and it's just like not it's fucking just, there. Where, where is it? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> It's actually just a recording of me going, God damn it, how do I figure this shit out? I don't know what, my notes are all gone. <laughs> Marissa! <laughs> God damn it. Um, it's just me doing like a webcam video. <laughs> not even realizing that you're recording. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I mean, look, I asked Tim after the game, do you look at, well, first off, Tim, you mentioned Tim was pissed. Yeah, I've never heard Tim say anything like this. He said we at the end of the game, Jimmy. At the end of the game, he drop kicked the ball into our section, and like it was like a row away from me. And the the lady was like, "Well, what's that about?" (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was mad. That's what it's about. Yeah, he is always uh, it's my fault. It's my fault, guy. Like he's never blaming anyone else. And we asked him not today. I asked asked him. I was like, you know what? What? what, What's going on? Like uh, clearly, you guys aren't in the form that you want to be what do you think's happening? And he was speaking louder than he's ever spoken before. I don't know. This is total speculation on my part. So I'm not like, he's ready to fight you. No, I was wondering if he was perfect, purposely speaking louder to make sure those around him heard what he was saying. Cause I think he might've been trying to send a message to the rest of his teammates. Uh, Cause he says, we as players need to get our heads out of our asses. We all need to play better. All of us. And then he threw in on myself included. Cause that's what Tim does. But like, my God! Normally he's calm. Normally he's composed. Normally he or he's he's like 
He's like, I don't want to name any names, but it rhymes with Schmoschman Schmose. <laughs> Johan did kind of look up at him, like when, right after he said, "We all got to get our heads out of our asses." I saw Johan kind of give him like a little side eye, and I was like, "Oh, Johan." It's like, yeah, he's talking about you, yeah. Johan. <laughs> um, and Johan's like, "I'll, I'll kill him." <laughs> yeah, I mean, normally when we're in- interviewing Tim after the game, we're over in the corner where his locker is. We like walked out to the middle of the locker room, and he was like using his full-on like theater projection voice. So nice. I just, I don't know. I dig it, man. I dig transparency. I mean, now it's not now serious time. You're dropping points. Be a little transparent. Put it all out there. Put some people on blast. Like, yeah, we're sucking. And guess what? Sporting club. There are fans (laughs) that will stop coming to these games. People will stop coming, dude. You saw it when they left with like 15 minutes left in the game, maybe 20 minutes. They were leaving. Yeah. And me, I was like, Oh, well, it won't be too hard to get out of the parking lot. Sounds good. <laughs> well, people also get mad when you undercut season ticket member prices that they've paid. When they pay $37. I saw someone on uh, South Stand. They were mad. They're like, I paid $37 for my ticket as a member of the South Stand. And the team just came out with a $15 off sale for all the same games that I paid for. So people who are not season ticket members paying 15 bucks less per ticket than i paid no, i'm getting 15% less right 15% off i thought it said 15 bucks off but no 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 i don't think so it was like a seat geek coupon to get 15% off of uh of the the ticket cuz i was going to buy marissa one she was debating on coming cuz she couldn't originally and she's like well i might be able to so i i checked into that i'm pretty sure it's 15% well this was i'll, I'll double check right now as we're talking cuz what i saw was for like some upcoming games um Interesting. But either way, like they this isn't the first time this complaint has come up where Sporting KC undercuts their season ticket members and people wonder, am I being punished for being a season ticket member because I end up paying full price? Yeah. And then there are other people who are out there who are getting all these discounts. Um You do wonder about that. You're like, well, so what's stopping me from just buying games individually next year? You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to think what, like, what are the perks of being a season ticket member? You know what I mean? I know you get a scarf and parking passes, but other than that, what what else do you really get? Yeah, no, dude, this is early bird sale, 15 bucks off. If you buy your ticket before May 12th what? for the rest of the home games in the second half of the year, $15 off per ticket. Uh-oh. If you buy the rest of no, if I you mean, buy. You- the home games. Yeah, you I, don't have to... I thought you meant like for the Atlanta no, game because no, no, the no. 15% off was for Atlanta. Yeah, sorry. That's my confusion. But but still, no, right like on. you buy season tickets, you've already paid full price for all these games. And now you're like, whoa, I could have waited and saved 15 bucks per ticket per game. That's hundreds of dollars. So. I never even thought about that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't know. But hey. The, the team's got to get back on the on the right track. And you know what? DC's good. Seattle's good. LA's good. Toronto's good. Like, you take a couple of these games, and you're going to have to take some, some of these points at home because in June you're on the road the entire month. That's the best way to get back on track. Beat some good teams. Get your confidence back up. So, I don't know. I'm uh, I don't, I'm a little... I'm, this, these aren't easy games, man. And DC is kind of... You never know which DC team you're going to get, but they're at home. We're on the road. We're struggling. They're going to take advantage of us. Yeah. So uh, DC lost um, on April 28th. It was their first loss at. Um, oh, excuse me. No, I was thinking it was at Audi Field. That was uh, at Allianz Field. That was Minnesota United's uh, 
first win there. Um, but then DC beat the crew the following week after losing to Minnesota 1-0 one week. They go out and they beat the crew as a solid team 3-1 the next week. So um, they're a decent team. They're they're currently uh, sitting near the top of the East in second place, 20 points through 11 games. Um, they've scored 16 goals. They obviously got Wayne Rooney. They got Luciano Acosta. Uh, they got Ted Uncle breaking up goals. <laughs> so best defender on their team. <laughs> um, I'm nervous for this game. I don't feel good about the DC game, especially since it's in DC. I don't oh, I'm super game. nervous. The only thing I'm excited about is that it's not 8 p.m. on a Sunday evening. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's at 6. Yeah, it'll end just uh, just after Game of Thrones starts. So you won't have to wait until you know midnight to start an hour and a half episode of Game of Thrones. So, Exactly. Um, do you have any predictions for, for the DC game? before we, We've got a lot of other stuff to talk about, but what, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I think we're going to lose again. I'm sorry. I just, I don't think the, I don't think the pain is done yet. I think we need to hurt a little more and be down even more before we can climb up. Um, it's just scary, man. It's really scary. I don't think we have, I don't think we have a chance at a victory until Vancouver comes to town and then they really need the fans there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling a loss this weekend too. I mean, the only positive that could come of this is if you bunker. I hate it because this isn't what Sporting Casey normally does, but park the bus, bunker down, hope to just muck the game up, get out of there with a 0-0 draw. If you're lucky, steal a goal, 1-1 if you give up a goal. But, you know, I'm thinking a draw, low-scoring draw is best-case scenario for the team right now. So That'd be great. Yeah, I mean... Peter does not park the bus, but I'm saying park that shit <laughs> and bring out the cauldron bus while you're at it and park that too. Like, Oh man, I feel like Ty Pennington from Sears. I'm just like, park that bus. <laughs> I mean, uh, with, with DC's attacking pieces, whether it be uh, Acosta or, or, or Rooney or Yamil Assad, um, or, um, freaking I, why did I just blank on his name? The winger, the U S men's national team, Paul Ariola. Um, they got, they got pieces. So yeah, man, we're in trouble. Uh, however, if we somehow pull something off, uh, if Graham Smith gets a header and Johan Crase hits a blazer from outside the box, I'm not, I'll be, I'll be glad to be wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see, but, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be listening to your reaction to that game. I'll be watching the game, but I'll, uh, or I'll try to watch the game. Yeah. I don't know what sort of service I'll have, but, uh, I might try to secure some kind of, uh, some kind of a special guest oh, on the pod. Man. It's not, it's not just going to be me people. That's, that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> that would just be some kind of stand up routine. That's not, that's not An fun. Hour of Dan thoughts. <laughs> oh my God. It's just going to be Dan. I don't even fighting Bobby Warshaw for an hour. So who would I even talk to? I think I would just be like, you know, you, you fast forward and I'm just like, well, so that was the second Spotify playlist I ever made. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, I think you should tweet Bobby Warshaw and invite him on the pod. Yes, he would totally come on. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, why not? I thought about asking one of the cool agains, to be honest, but I think, uh, you know, they, they record on Tuesdays like we do, and I don't think they'd make it work. Yeah, that'd be fun. But yeah, it'll, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. So it'll be good. Um, uh, maybe you could get Kai Kamara on. He certainly likes talking. 
Oh shit! So, transition. There you go. <laughs> um, as if. Hey, can I can I mention something real fast? Yeah, dude, we got some pretty cool people that somehow like what we're doing and like us as human <laughs> beings. But we we got a couple scarves here recently, man, and I, I think we mentioned that that uh, Bob and, and his wife Sheila up in uh, Nebraska okay, they Julie. got us that. Aka Julie, <laughs> Sheila, Julie. It's it's pretty similar. Uh, you know, they got us an SKC Omaha boys scarf, man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how how cool is that? Because he lives in Omaha, right? They live in yep. Omaha. And and they didn't they didn't have to do that. They're super nice of them. They didn't want any money. We offered to pay him for it, and uh, then the second scarf, man. Um, who was it that that Mansky. reached out to us? Uh, Mansky did. They got us the inaugural season scarf from uh, uh, Forward Madison. Why am I? Yeah, I was drawing a blank. The the Madison Domingos, Wisconsin Forward Madison Domingos. It's awesome. I mean, it's not pink or nothing, but it says inaugural season, and that's something very few people will have in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, man. We tried to pay him, and and it's people just buy us things. So basically, what I'm saying is, you're not a true fan unless you buy us <laughs> so something. Our DMs are open. We are not I mean, above bribery. Um, no, I I'm just very confused. I'm just like, how? Why? Why are people giving us things? And super nice, dude. I feel my heart feels so full about it. It's pretty super cool shit. Yeah, it, it it's really cool to meet people who listen to to random dudes who just record their conversations about soccer every week and just two random dudes i don't even have pants on right yeah. now yeah well you know what you didn't have pants on when i was there the other day either so what's not that's kidding that's that not true is not true you did, you did have <laughs> pants on. Um, that would be weird <laughs> but uh yeah no our fans are great um while we're talking about our fans i i did i promised him i'd give him a shout out ruben gonzalez i i don't know if you saw this tweet but this is kind of cool he sent this literally right after the game ended. He was like, I was still frustrated about the game, um, but is there any way my wife and I could get a shout-out on the podcast? Uh, Monday the 6th is our one-year wedding anniversary. Ruben and Kristen oh, Gonzalez, damn. and he sent in a picture of uh, – they got married at Children's Mercy Park, it looks like. There's a picture of them full, Holy shit, full wedding cool. gear on the field. He's he's holding her. Uh, they're nice. giving a nice little kiss. So, uh, Ruben – Thank you for listening. Happy anniversary to you and your lovely wife, Happy Kristen. Anniversary. So. You made it one year, and now it's all downhill. <laughs> oh, no. Don't say that. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, you got something to look forward there, too, you uh, fiancé, yeah. you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> hey, congrats. Just kidding. Congrats to Ruben and, uh, and his wife, Christy. Yeah. And uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, happy anniversary. So for real, you know, I got, uh, I got my engagement photos done at, uh, on the field and, uh, numerous places in that park. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty it's cool. Pretty cool. It's nice that they even allow people to do that, man. And all you gotta do is freaking ask. I mean, we did it by tweeting Rob Heineman for God's sakes. We're going to have like 19 couples tweeting at Rob Heineman right now. Like, Hey, could we get our pictures yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? <laughs> That'd be phenomenal. No other pod said we <laughs> could. Said just tweet you. <laughs> Call it find, Rob, I guess. Yeah. They said it worked last yeah. time. So, um, hey, you never know. Rob's kind of cool with that stuff. Too funny. Um, oh, yeah. He didn't give a shit. But, uh, yeah. Let's talk about what happened with Kai so, Kamara. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if you're... Yes. Good old if you're buddy a, Kai. a fan of this show or of Sporting KC, you probably know Kai Kamara used to play for Sporting KC. Um, he, he was on the team... Um, uh, 
until 2013. I forget when he joined with Sporting KC, but but he he was on Sporting KC, was doing really well. Went on loan to Norwich City in the EPL. Well, he left. He left before we won the the MLS Cup, right? Yeah, and then he came back after his loan spell with Norwich City in 2013. Played the first half of the season with Sporting KC, or, or part of the first half of the season. He came back after the EPL season was done, and uh, and then Peter Vermees traded him away, and Sporting KC went on to win uh, MLS Cup that year um, without their star striker. That was when kind of Dom Dwyer emerged. Um, yep, that was the birth of Double D. um so that's a little backstory on kai if you just aren't familiar but there's been rumors in the past that he hasn't been a a team player that he's bad for the locker room that he's kind of a negative energy and it's not just us it's every team he's ever been on people have said this right yeah and and he's been on no shortage of teams he's been on sporting kc he's been on the columbus crew he's been on the new england revolution he's on the colorado rapids he was on the vancouver whitecaps i forgot about that i mean he's been around Dude, the dudes oh. had more jobs than I had in my 20s, all right? It's insane. <laughs> um, but what happened That's was, long, what had happened was um, Peter Vermees was given a lecture, I guess, on leadership at Rockhurst University. Um, first off, apparently it was supposed to be 30 minutes and he went 65. Um, Jesus. So some, Hope you don't got to be anywhere, people. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody gave him the, uh, the the show is over music or yanked him off with, uh, with the crook. Um, but probably because he'd fight you if you tried to but um <laughs> long story short, you take that hook turn that some bitch sideways <laughs> and stick it straight up your candy ass <laughs> um, sorry long story short i guess at some point or not i guess i know for a fact i know there's still some question despite how this all played out but i know for a fact and you're gonna have to trust me on that that Uh-oh. peter vermes did mention kai kamara and his changed attitude after his Norwich City loan spell. And and he, Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star, was in attendance and, and recorded the entire lecture and then wrote this story. And the story yes. wasn't specifically about Kai. The story was about Peter's lecture. And there was a, 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 a like a small paragraph in the story where he basically was like, he said this this thing about Kai. And, and, and uh, I'm, I'm pulling up the article right now so I can... Be sure to get the well, exact. Quote. He recorded the whole lecture, but made sure to you know post the six seconds of video <laughs> of audio to to prove his point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he posted just a little bit of it, but um, little bitty snippet. Yeah, so he he's talking about how you need guys to buy in with what you're doing, and they need to have a team first attitude. Um, Sporting KC loans Kai Kamara to Norwich City, and he returns, and and Peter says, "quote." I could tell he was a different guy and he was a problem. He wasn't team first anymore. Um, well, Kai heard or read this article and got very upset and supposedly called Peter, who, according to Kai, supposedly denied saying this. And Peter talked with Nate Bucati and said that there was a mischaracterization of what he was said. Well, then Kai, in the middle of the Atlanta game, releases this six minute Instagram live video that he also tweeted out where he basically calls out Sam by name and is basically accusing Sam of making stuff up. Um, Sam responds and is basically like, Hey, you know how to get a hold of me. If you want to talk about this offline, Kai keeps going. And he's like, well, if you have audio release it, why would Peter lie to me? You're the liar. 
And then Sam's like, <laughs> I, and all the while I'm thinking, Kai, you don't want to do this. Like, this isn't going to end well for you in some way. And then Sam eventually released the six second clip. And, and some people have called for him to release more. I don't know the thought process behind why they only released that section and not a, a little bit more to give more context. But I do know that there, it, people still question whether it's about Kai because they're like, well, you don't hear him say Kai in the clip. It's about Kai. I can I can promise you it's about Kai. I know that for a fact. I, I more than just Sam has the entire audio, so we'll I'll leave it at that. But it's a weird situation. Who in this for you comes out looking the worst? Because this is a, a very weird thing that happened this week for Sporting Casey. Well, uh, who comes the worst would be. I don't know. At first, you, when you re, when you hear that from Kai Kamara, you're like, "Oh shit, this is crazy!" Like you're putting a, a you know, not a national paper, you know, a city newspaper on, a reporter on blast, and and he's not even there to like defend himself or back himself up. And it didn't take long for that to get to Sam McDowell's ears too, because he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." Like, you're not going to question the integrity of me and my relationship with my employer. Like, absolutely not. So I think he probably went to his bosses and was like, you know, tell me how to handle this. What What's the best way? And, you know, because they're a group, dude. Yeah. They, I know they, he's no freelance writer by any means. No. He's not writing for different publications. So I think it's Kai being Kai, man. And guess what? History has shown that. You know, and you know what? Here's the thing: Kai did not dispute any of that. He's just like Peter Vermees said; he never said that. Okay, whether Peter said it or not, we all fucking know <laughs> that that rumor has it you're not great in the locker room. Like people think you're a cancer, for lack of a better word. Cancer sucks, by the way. So Kai sucks. <laughs> um, I mean, Kai looks like Kai. I don't think any of that's surprising. For me. I'm like, what the heck happened here with Peter? Like, did did one? Yeah, did, is Peter lying to Kai yeah, now? Did Peter lie to his face, or did Peter to his ears? Yeah, to his ears. Or did Peter try to say, hey, you know, it's not, it's not what you think? Like, the, honestly, what I think probably happened, and Peter hasn't said anything publicly. The club hasn't made a statement. They're not gonna because they just want this to blow over. Yeah, they're not gonna say nothing. My guess is Kai probably was like, what the heck, Peter? And Peter probably said something like he said to Nate, where it was basically that's not what I meant or it was a mischaracterization if that's the word Peter used. But, and then Kai basically went scorched earth and was like, Peter told me he didn't say it. And Peter probably didn't account for the fact that Kai was going to go release a freaking six minute video and call out the, the number one sporting KC reporter in Kansas city by name and go after him. Um, so yeah, I, I wonder if Peter is now mad at Sam McDowell for like putting that out there, but it's like, you can't. I mean, you know, press. You knew press was there. You knew that stuff's going to get reported. So, yeah. if anything, you got to be mad at yourself. Yeah. You let something slip, and basically, you got called on it. And now you're trying to save face. Like, no, yeah. no, that it was taken out of context. Yeah, I don't think if Peter is, I, I'd be surprised if Peter truly is mad at Sam. I guess um, I wondered that at first, but then I, the more like what you said, the more I thought about it, I was like, you, you this was a public lecture. Like anybody could have gone. Like you're saying, yeah, anyone could have reported on it and like wrote a tweet or something right. that got Kai, Kai Kamara's eye because he was tagged in it or something. Right. And, and, you know, Sam was trying to handle it professionally to Sam's credit. He was basically like, Hey, Kai, like, 
if you want to talk about this offline, I'm happy to do so. Like He's like, your teammates have my number, which made me laugh because I was like, <laughs> they do have like three SKC players on their team. Yeah, <laughs> and Kai just kept going. And, and, and Sam, I don't think, wanted to release the audio because he didn't want to, like, I don't think Sam's trying to put Peter on blast either. Uh, but it got to a point where Sam and... It's his career. Well, he yeah, it was understandable. It got to a point where he was like, look, these are serious accusations. You're questioning the integrity of me as a reporter and of the star as an editorial source here's the clip and we're not going to say anything else because this is it. Like this could go on forever, but this is our final comment. So I don't know, man, very weird, but incredibly, uh, I don't, it'll blow over now. But, uh, what I thought was interesting that Kai was like, you know, Kansas city is where I plan to make my home when I'm done playing soccer. And I was like, damn, this city made that much of an impression on him that he wants to retire and have a family in Kansas city. And that's kind of cool. It is cool. And credit to and look, I, I'm sure Kai's a, a, a nice person outside of the locker room. Maybe inside I've never been in a locker room with him. There are players who came to his defense and they'll they'll say, Hey, he's never been a problem. Um so who knows? Maybe it's just a clash of personalities. Yeah. I mean, Dom Dwyer wasn't always the easiest person to be around. So some people That's just true. have different personalities. So you know, speaking of locker rooms, who's gonna do that uh Sporting KC adult fantasy camp, huh? Oh man, did we? T- we didn't talk about this last week, I don't, did we? I don't think we did. Tell the people what uh, you're talking about. It's a big deal, man. I'm sure people have known about it, but then maybe not because the club really hasn't tweeted that much about it. But I think they, people have been wanting this for seven or eight years, dude. If you go search SKC adult camp, there's like a post from there's like a tweet from 2011 where someone was like, "When's the when's the adult camp coming?" Smart. I mean, they should have done it a long time ago, but clearly they didn't think they'd be profitable on it. But they're doing one, man. And I, you know, you boy signed up because <laughs> unlike the Chiefs fantasy camp, which is like $2,000, or the Bill Self KU fantasy camp, which is like $3,000, I'm sure, this is $700. And it's a two day camp. And, and, you go to Pinnacle, you got your own locker, you got a bag full of gear, they give you a jersey, they give you shorts, the socks, you, the whole kit, probably some training gear too, I'm not sure, and you, you get to go out, you do some training drills, there's like some Q&A sessions with some coaches, and and you get to come in and do a regeneration sesh, which by the way, I toured Pinnacle the other day, and my regeneration sesh is going to be a nap in the nap room. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, I mean, go down, get in the cold pool, then get in the hot pool, whatever you got to do. Which, by the way, players, they have to be in the cold pool for 10 minutes after training. 10 minutes minimum before they can even get dressed. They got to get right in the cold pool to start their recovery. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. I mean, hey, they supposedly know what they're doing. So Yeah. But this camp looks amazing and totally affordable. You get field pass credentials to the Dallas game later that evening. And then the next morning... You get to go, uh, you're split up into teams and you get to go scrimmage each other at Children's Mercy Park. And I kind of hope, Jimmy, that they like give us a couple like family passes or something like here, invite a couple friends and family if they want to come out and watch this scrimmage. You know, what kind of camp would it be if your if your parents can't come watch or if your <laughs> your friends can't come? Yeah. You know, I'm throwing a pass your way. I'm getting Marissa out there. I mean, why the hell not? I'm sure they'll let people come watch. That'd be pretty cool. I would hope so, at least. So. Oh, it'd be very cool. And they ask what position you want to play, what number you want, what do you want on the back of your jersey. Um, What'd you say? It's going to be cool, man. Oh, I said Coozer. I was just like, what What do people put? What am I going to put? No other pot? I don't know. It, it felt weird. <laughs> what, what What did you put for number and position? 
Oh, I put number 10. Um, okay. Cause I was just my number growing up and then in basketball and uh, no, it was my soccer number, number 10. And I put defensive midfield. Okay. Cause that's where I play right now currently. And that's comfortable for me. But uh, dude, if anyone else is out there and you got $700, just burning a <laughs> hole in your bank account, come do this with me, man. Like this sounds so fun. I got my boy Kevin doing it with me. Uh, it's going to be a blast. And, and I know it seems like a lot of money. I had to agree to work some overtime, uh, to my wife. I had to say, yeah, okay. I'll work 25 extra hours. <laughs> Damn. You wanna... I did the math. Yeah. I did the math. If I stay, uh, like an hour and a half every week, every <laughs> Friday night or something, it's only like four months, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey man, cool. That's going to be fun. I'm uh, I'm super excited to hear about it. Yeah, it's the same day as the media game at halftime or whatever they do. Yes. last year it was a kickoff, uh, like a penalty shootout. We're, oh, that's right. We're hoping that we might be able to get in there. We don't know yet, but we're. Trying. Well, it was a penalty shootout because it was retro night, so we know it won't be that again because retro night's that's true. done. That's true. So we're, maybe we'll be in it, and I I know they're gonna like introduce us at halftime or trying. before the game or some shit. Yeah, we're trying. So they know they know we are interested. So they're aware. Hey, they know who we are. If y'all want to see us in the media game, tweet at Sporting KC. Get at no other pod oh in the media my game. God. I'm saying. Yes. Uh, no other pod media game. That's a good hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Maybe. No, I can't. <laughs> um, what do you, and you can't even abbreviate no other pod because it just it's like nop. Nop. Like, that's not fun. Nop. Nop. Nope. Nop is nope. Um, nop media game. Yeah. Let them know. Let them know you want to you see us. We'll, we'll we'll be fun. I'll get we'll out have, there. We'll score. We'll have celebrations. It's only going to be July, so I'll be sweating while talking. Maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll jump into the cauldron and chug some beers after I score my third goal. I don't know. We'll Jesus see. Christ, you scoring goals? I don't know. Maybe. We'll my see. God. We'll see. Um, you got me hyped up. I know you're just kidding, but uh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and I will have to find out on July 20th. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, let's, uh, there's a couple other things I want to get to here. Both, uh, one congrats to Swope Park for getting their first win of the game. Thanks to Abdul. Yeah. I was going to say that. So did you watch this at all? Uh, I saw the highlights today. I, I was trying to watch it last night, but Jimmy, I passed out, man. Cause after the game Sunday, I got a flat tire and I didn't get home till like 12, 15. I'm, I'm yeah. still exhausted. Yeah, and and you're uh, not typically up that late. You're a, you're a, an early riser, so you usually oh, bro. Are in bed long before then. Yeah, I wake up at five a.m. because you've gotten texts from me at five a.m. before. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I'm like, oh, he's been up for two and a half hours, and I'm waking up right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So hey, it, progress for Swope, progress for Guadabaye. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, hope that they continue to do well. Um, Around the rest of the league, Tuesday was a transfer deadline day. Um, as of this recording, Sporting KC has not made a move. That's uh, true. They got like three hours, right? Yeah, they still could. And knowing how things go, they probably will after we're done recording. And then we will <laughs> make no mention of it. Um, but I, I mean, I did ask Peter after the game, like, hey, you know, you got a lot of injuries. A lot of them are long term. Are you looking to make a move before the deadline in a couple of days? And he basically was like we're always looking to make a move and make our team better. And these next two days are no different, which I took as a nope, we're not doing anything. They say that all the time. He's always like, we're always constantly looking. Okay. We know. Yeah. So I don't know right now. I mean, the biggest moves are Justin Merrim went to Atlanta United, which That's is right. uh, 
kind of a, a big ish deal. It's interesting. Um, yeah, the uh the Galaxy signed um uh, uh an Argentinian attacker on loan um that's supposed to add some uh, some depth to them. Um the Sounders got Jovan Jones back from Darmstadt in Germany. Wow. So that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And then uh I mean the Jonathan Lewis, he's a winger for NYCFC. He kind of was on the outs, although he's pretty good. He's played for the US men's national team. He's going to Colorado. They're making moves. Damn. Um, and then the uh, Portland Timbers spent uh $10 million um to bring in Brian Fernandez from uh, Liga MX. Um, they did. I'm not a fan of that guy. That guy does like cocaine, he spits on fans, it's a whole thing. He wears a hat in his introduction photos that just says cock on it. Yeah, I'm done with them already, dude. I'm like, no, no, you're not going to spit on fans. That's the reputation you have right now? Nah, man, I'm fucking done with you. Yeah, so. Um, and cocaine? Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do you even get caught doing that? I mean, that's a pretty, like, don't you just go do it in the bathroom or something? Or, like, at home? How do you even get caught? I don't know, but <sighs> speaking of coke. See, I'm sniffling right now. <laughs> speaking of coke, uh. FC Cincinnati fired head coach Alan Coke. Oh, God. Good transition. I thought you were going with orange vanilla Coke. I was like, I've seen enough of those commercials. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I figured what better way to transition from hard drugs than going to FC Cincinnati because um, nice. their yeah. fans are probably on it at this point in the season. Just put um, it into their veins. Absolutely. Yeah. They, uh, they fired um, their head coach after having, what, eight points through 11 games and they're like got the worst goal differential in the league and and they're not good I mean, they haven't scored give it since some time, early april give it some time i mean they're not doing much worse than we are are we gonna fire our coach well so here's the thing i think that's interesting is supposedly he like totally lost the locker room and he's been playing players outside of their preferred positions and pe- players are upset i don't know if you read the press release that they put out but they pretty much put him on blast like the the club did. They said, after a series of recent issues in a team culture that had deteriorated, we determined it was time to make a change to return to a club-centered focus to the team. This decision is not driven by recent game results themselves, but rather the underpinnings that have led to those results. We have not come close to maximizing the talent we have in the dressing room, nor have we seen a foundation being built that will set us up for success this year and into next year. Our whole locker room is committed to our club goal of earning an MLS postseason bid, and we need to put them in the best position to do so. So they basically flat out said he wasn't doing anything right, and so we fired him. So it's pretty, cool. pretty intense. And this is like just a couple days after he basically said, hey, my, my roster is not good enough. Get me better players. So some people think this is kind of retaliation. Um, but I don't know. He was their USL coach. He led them to some success in, in the USL. They won a USL championship. He took them to the semifinals of the US Open Cup where they lost to the Red Bulls, but almost won that where they would have played us in 2017. Um, it just feels like firing him. I mean, it sounds like they they felt like they had to, but you had to know going into this season that like, hey, this was going to be a rough season. We got to give it some time. Or basically you're admitting now we didn't know what we were talking about before. We made a huge mistake. Exactly. So it's uh but this this is some uh, some underhanded shade. Um they finish it basically saying we appreciate Allen's contributions to FC Cincinnati in the USL and wish him well. Like 
they specifically said we appreciate his contributions in the USL. They don't even bother to say thanks for his time in MLS because it was terrible and too short. Right. <laughs> so, um, speaking of the US Open Cup, you can watch those games on ESPN Plus. It's kind of cool. Yes. Um, but before we sign off here, we did get some fan questions. So let's let's pick a couple. We got we got quite a few, and we're, and we're over an hour now. But I do want to want to answer some of these. Um, Stacy F asked, "Is it time to start panicking? I know it's still early, but with the shorter time frame of the season, can we wait to make a good run in July and August like Seattle teams of the last few seasons? I don't see us picking up too many points in the next few weeks with DC Galaxy Seattle." No, she's exactly right, dude. It's everything we just said. I mean, she's she's spot on. But maybe we'll have her on the podcast. She knows she knows what she's talking about. And like I said, man, if it's August, you know, the summer's kind of light. I think we're off majority of June or July, one of those, for the Gold July, Cup, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, if, if we're bad in August, dude, and we're really struggling, then let's have this conversation. And don't stop listening to us. Don't go away. All right, because we're not, we didn't do it. We're not playing bad. We're still scoring goals all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, good question from Stacy. Um, Stacy. <laughs> our boy Mansky said, How should we feel about yes. being Zalalem so much so early? Is it a good thing and a sign of faith in his talent, or is it a bad sign and a mark of how bad the injury bug is? I don't know. You see, we only read questions if you get us a scarf of some sort. No, <laughs> no, it's not true. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure Stacy's sending a scarf right now. Uh, <laughs> dude, I liked the, what the way Zalalem played. Did you? Uh, I thought he did as well as he could have, all things considered. I, I, I do think he's probably... Yeah. Fresh legs. He's fresh legs for sure. I think he's got flashes of talent. I mean, we all knew he's a talented guy. It just Flash! has to come together. I do think that we're seeing him earlier with Sporting KC and MLS play than Peter probably wanted to. Um, yeah. But, that's but what's his options? Yeah, everybody else is dead. So. <laughs> He's got no Which, by the way, I thought about you the other day uh, when there were sni- like snipers when like two Atlanta players were just down on the ground and we're all just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Why are there yeah. two Atlanta players just, <laughs> is there a sniper? What yeah. is going on? Um, I don't know. It, it was There was all sorts of shenanigans. Oh man. Um and then you know what? Let's let's do one more. Let's let's end it on a slightly happier note. Um, you know, I, I do want to thank Tattoo, um, Eric Martinez. He asked about Graham Smith. I think we've talked a little bit about him. Um yeah. Drake wanted to know when we were gonna see Dan fight Bobby Warshaw. Who knows? Oh shit. Is that coming up? Uh, well, if you it's have got, it's on my calendar somewhere. Have him on the pod. Um Dude, would he ever do there's no fucking way he would ever do that. <laughs> Words you can say is no. Um, actually, that's not How, true. Can you DM anybody? Worse do your DMs have to be open? Uh, I'll DM him right now. You should. See what happens. Um, I'm fucking doing it. Wasabi asked uh, if this is just a yearly slump or CCL. I think it's injuries. I don't think it's either. Um, oh, shit. DMs are open, bro. Oh, do it. Do it. I'm serious. Do I'm it. I'm such a little bitch. I'm such a bitch. <laughs> He's never listened to us. He doesn't know all the things you've said. Oh my God. Oh, the things you said. Oh, yep. the things you that's said. That's amazing because that's exactly the song that was going through my head at that time. <laughs> going through my head. Go. Good old tattoo. Oh, um, man. That's Eric Martinez. Yeah, I didn't think we'd get a tattoo reference. Uh, T A T U. Look him up. Oh, um, I fucking love that song. But let's end on uh, 
our boy Ruben Gonzalez. We mentioned his anniversary earlier, and I like this question. Um, he wants to know, waffles or pancakes? What are we, we talking about hand-holding? Uh, I was, just, maybe that's what he meant. I was prepared to answer. Do you know that's a thing? Um, I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I was thinking, I was prepared to answer whether I would rather eat waffles or pancakes. I'm, I'm a pancake guy. I got uh, pancakes for breakfast tomorrow, man. See, oh man, I'm a waffle man. Give me a good old Belgian waffle. Some yeah, but I can, you can do more with pancakes. Like I've got, I like put bananas in the batter, man. Like it's insane. You can put bananas on a waffle. Yeah, but then you got to use a waffle iron, and, and then you got to clean the damn thing. Yeah, well, you got to clean the pan. You cook the pancakes in. Nah, I just throw it in the dishwasher, bro. You throw pans in the dishwasher? Well, not usually, because I got to use it again the next day. So, <laughs> <laughs> man. But you can. You can put pans in the dishwasher. You don't? Oh, I hand wash my pans. You, why? Why do you do that? I, just, I do. I didn't ever think about putting them in the dishwasher. But you don't have to. I mean, dishwashers are so advanced these days; they get the job done. Just uh, stop. I'm going into appliance mode. I used to sell. I used to sell these bitches. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Okay. So you got a pancake man, and in, in you, I'm a waffle man. Yeah, man. I got berries. Put some fucking maple syrup on there. Yes. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll take a Belgian. No pancake syrup. Don't don't mess with that sugary carcinogen. I'll I'll take a, a Belgian waffle with a little bit of fruit and, and maybe a, a dollop of whipped cream and, and you know a little little bit of syrup. So well, now you're just making dessert. Why are you having a whipped cream? Yeah, what's wrong with that? That's how you eat a waffle. That's not for breakfast. Absolutely what are you seven? Breakfast? Yes. Oh my god. So anyway, what is this? You're all trying to be healthy. You're ruining it. Well, I don't eat waffles all the time. I don't remember the last time all I've had time. a waffle or a pancake. To be honest, you waffle stuffing son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> and on that note, thank you guys for listening. Um, please leave us a, a, a five star rating and review. We didn't get any new ones this year, but go to iTunes. Give us that rating. Give us this that year? <laughs> did I say this year? Yeah, you, got you me did. Waffled. Oh, see now. Oh, are you. I'm. Are you blue waffled I'm, right now? I'm. I'm shook. I'm. You know. <laughs> I got to reset myself here. I don't know what is going reset, on. Reset, man. See, you can't eat a waffle when you found out the term blue waffle. Like you don't ever want to eat a waffle. You got me rattled here. So that's what I was trying to say. Got you rattled. You really got me now. Um, Anyway, thank you for listening. Give us a five-star rating and review. Follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at JCMax03, at Dan Couser. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Or shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. So, Dan will be back with you next week. Maybe with Bobby Warshaw. Maybe not. I don't know. You'll have to listen to find out. Watch our downloads. Our downloads go up dramatically because you're gone. <laughs> hey, if if it's if if Bobby Warshaw's on, you know, I will gladly take a step out for a week or two to let Bobby in. So, uh, oh my gosh, should I should I message him? Is that is that too much? You know, I know somebody who's actually good friends with Bobby Warshaw. So if you message him, what? I can I can tell my guy, hey, tell Bobby. Should to we try? Man. I can try if you want to. Is that stupid? I mean, we can, we can, I, I mean, I'm not gonna have him. I'm not gonna bait him on here just so I can lay into him about his shitty takes. No, but like having him on here to have a conversation—that's that's some star cool. power right there, bro. Oh, okay. Hey, we'll we'll figure this out. That's a tease. Tune in next week. That's you might hear Bobby Warshaw. We don't know. That's a teaser. That's not a spoiler. It's a teaser. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'll be gone for the next couple weeks, but uh, I'll be paying attention. I'll be listening. Dan will be running the ship. He's the captain now. It was a hostile mutiny. 
Um, I had to beg for my life, but uh, he took over. So anyway, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm tired. So it's getting late. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Time and, to do abs. Uh, go to bed. Dan will uh, talk to you all next week. We'll see ya. All the things you said, all the things you said. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.